We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. You're good. You're alive. You're well. Yep, that's good. Still kicking. We had our Easter about three weeks ago now, thereabouts. And, uh, and at the end of May is Pentecost Sunday. And that's about 50 days. 50 days exactly. Pent. 50. Pentagon. Five sides. Any other pent words? I don't know. But five. 50. 50 days. And so we're just going to jump in today. Of, of, we've been hanging in. What's been happening between Easter and Pentecost Sunday? We know Easter, Jesus died, rose again. And on Pentecost Sunday... He sent the Holy Spirit and filled those who were meeting in the upper room. But there's 50 days in between. And that's just, we're going to look at something here. We've been doing that the last few weeks. I'm going to read from Acts chapter 1, verse 1. And it says, In my first book, O Theopolis. And his first book was Luke. Luke wrote Acts and Luke wrote Luke. He decided he didn't want to write Luke 2. He wrote Acts instead. And uh, same writer, Luke, the Dr. Luke, and uh, he wasn't one of Jesus' disciples, but you see him in the book of Acts, he's one of Paul's mates, and travelling around of him. And he, he talked to everyone and interviewed everyone, and he wrote Luke and Acts on eyewitness reports. So in his first book, he wrote to this guy about what Jesus did, and then he wrote a second book to this guy about everything Jesus began to teach. Until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. So Easter happened, Jesus died, rose again, and for 40 days Jesus appeared to them. And we don't hear many of those 40 days. We get a few little stories, but we don't get 40 days worth. You think Jesus' public ministry was three years. We probably don't get three years worth as well. So we get a bit of a snapshot of what happened in those 40 days. And then it says, after 40 days, he ascended to heaven. And verse 4, it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So if you do the maths, Pentecost, between Easter and Pentecost is 50 days. Jesus appeared to them for 40 days. And how many days until Easter, uh, Pentecost? 40 plus what makes 50? 10 days. In 10 days they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's just pray. God, uh, we just uh, dedicate this to you today. I pray that you make it come alive in us. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, Jesus said to him, don't leave Jerusalem until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Wait for it. Wait for it. John baptised you with water, but my Father's going to baptise you with Holy Spirit. Right. 
He said, wait. And we get to read they waited for 10 days. Now that doesn't sound like much. Right. Fast forward, I can't even remember the year now. Our family got COVID. And back then you had to wait at home for 10 days. Right. And um, we just moved to a farmhouse at Winolta, which is about 10 to 15 minutes from our drossel. Now, we've got a beautiful house, but it's in a bit of a valley. And at best, you get one bar of 3G near a big tree. Everywhere else, you get SOS only, right? Now, I, I was ahead of the game, and I ordered what they call a booster, which is something that goes on top of your roof, and it's a special Telstra booster, and it costs way too much money, but it gives you full bars inside, right? So I had ordered that, but it hadn't arrived yet. And then we got COVID. And then we were at home for 10 days with no data, with no phone reception, with no internet, with two toddlers. Now, 10 days doesn't sound like much. That was the longest 10 days of my life. Right. We were sick for the first two, and then we went insane for the next eight. Right. Uh, said, not even a TV, because the aero doesn't work. So we had one DVD, one Colin Buchanan DVD for the kids for 10 days. It's not a long DVD. It's 40 minutes, eight songs, eight songs for 10 days. No phone reception for 10 days. No internet for 10 days. That's a long 10 days. The kids didn't get sick. Kind of wish they did. Because then they would have been a bit more quiet. They would have been. They they weren't. They were buzzing. They were climbing roofs. They were. They were for ten days. We're at home. We'd wake up. We'd do all the jobs. We'd have lunch, dinner. We, we, we'd do activities. It'd be nine fifteen a.m. It was like, oh good lord, we got so many more hours before we can sleep to get to the next day. I missed driving to Foodland. I never thought I'd miss driving to Foodland. I did. My God, oh God, Tali, I just want to drive to Foodland. I just want to get out of the house. I just want the kids off me. I just want to be able to check the, the basketball scores. I just want to do something, but I can't do nothing because we're home with no data, no reception, no television, just my family for 10 days. I wasn't. It was 40 degrees for half of those days. 40 degrees on the farm for 10 days. Ten days doesn't sound like much until you have an interesting ten days, right? It was a long ten days. Jesus said, wait for the Holy Spirit. He didn't say how many days. They could have been thinking one. They could have been prepared for 50, 100 days, right? And there was a few less than, than when we started. But they were told to wait for the Holy Spirit to be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Imagine if I told you, hey, I've got, I've got a present for you, I've got a gift from you, but you've got to stay at home until I bring it around. I'll come soon. I'll come when, when I can. 
you know, in the next, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks or month, I'll, I'll come around and give you the present. But you have to stay home. You can't leave. You have to wait. Don't do anything. Wait. I wonder what it was like to wait. I wonder if they got frustrated. I wonder if one of them got a bit annoying. We had one kid that was annoying me more than the other kids in those 10 days. I wonder if, I wonder if there was one disciple that was really annoying. <laughs> I wonder if there was one person that wouldn't stop talking. I wonder if there was one person that wouldn't stop complaining. I wonder if any of them doubted if anything would even happen. Jesus isn't here. He's in heaven. We've never been baptised or filled with the Holy Spirit before, so we don't really know what we're waiting for. How long do we wait for? What are we waiting for? What does it look like when it happens? Right. You know, we're told to wait throughout the Bible. In Psalm 27, told to wait for the Lord. Isaiah 40, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Lamentations chapter 3, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. Psalm 130, I wait for the Lord. You actually see it right through the Psalms. I wait on the Lord, I wait on the Lord. So what does it look like waiting on the Lord? There's an expectation something will happen. Waiting for the Holy Spirit, something will happen. When you wait in line for something, you don't just do it for fun. Whoever wakes up in the morning says, hey, I'm going to go find some lines. I'm going to go find something to wait for because I just feel like waiting today. No one does that. No one enjoys waiting. It's not fun, uh, but we're, we're told to wait for the Lord and you don't wait for no reason. You do it for a purpose. There's an expectation attached. I'm going to wait to receive something. You wait at the chemist for your script. You wait at the cafe for your coffee. You wait in line to get the tickets. You wait to talk to someone. You wait for a reason. Right. And so we, when we wait on the Lord, there's an expectation. Something's going to happen when we wait on God. Uh, when, when you wait, you're trusting the Word of God. They waited because Jesus told them to do it. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you're filled, until you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. When we wait for God, we do it because God's real. We do it because God's present. We do it because God's powerful. He heals. He speaks. He saves. He leads us. He loves us. We have faith in the character and the power of God. Waiting on the God is faith. You know, waiting is also purposeful. You don't wait for the Lord accidentally. I never accidentally wait in line for a coffee. I never find myself walking down the street and just in the line and, oh, I don't know how that happened. I might say that to Talia. Oh, I don't know how I got in line for this. But no, I don't accidentally wait in the line for anything. In fact, most of us do everything we can to avoid lines. We do everything we can to avoid waiting. Right, we're going to grab lunch from the deli on the way to our dross and we do it every Sunday and I call up at church because I don't want to wait. Right, I seek to avoid waiting. When you wait, you do it on purpose. When we wait on the Lord, we don't do it by accident, we do it on purpose. By, by getting to church, by praying, by being still, to dwelling, to stopping, to listening, to worshipping, to praying. Maybe God is waiting for us to wait. Maybe God's waiting for us just to stop and wait on Him. Mercies are new every morning. 
You know, waiting is easier when you do it together. I think if Peter was told to wait by himself, I don't think he would have. <laughs> waiting in line is better with a friend because you can talk, you can catch up. As a community of faith, it's easier, it's better to wait on the Lord together. Hey, we wait until something happens. At the end of the service, we're going to wait on the Lord. And you might be just ready for some uh, to Holy Spirit to fill you fresh. You might need some healing. You might need some wisdom, some guidance. And God might impart something today. But you might have to wait again tomorrow or the next day. But what if we had a position of we're going to wait on the Lord until there's breakthrough. We're going to wait on the Lord till we hear his voice. We're going to wait on the Lord until he guides us. We're going to wait on the Lord until he answers our question. Not until we're fed up. You never see someone get in line, wait, 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 and then the second person to get served and they walk off. But how often do we meet with God and say, God, I don't know what, what's going on, what's, what's wrong here, we need a breakthrough, we need this, and, and then we don't pray about it again. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Now, I'm sure they were great Christians, but I don't think they prayed and worshipped 24 hours a day for 10 days. I don't think that happened. I think they probably ate. Right? They probably cooked. They probably talked about the weather. Right? <laughs> they, probably, they probably had to do some things to still exist. They waited in Jerusalem, but they still would have slept. They still would have lived. But they made a commitment to keep on waiting to be baptised, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to wait on the Lord today, but the job's not done today. It's a continual posture to wait on the Lord with expectation. Waiting to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptised with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 verse 5. I don't know, did we get the amplified version up there, Julie? I'm not sure if we got that one up there. It says, oh, we did. For John baptised with water, but you'll be baptised and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Uh, Jesus said you'll be baptised. See, John baptised, and, and if you've seen baptism, they're immersed in water. Your whole body goes under. And he uses this same picture to be filled with the Holy Spirit and immersion. All of you. Every part of you immersed, it says filled, empowered, united. In Acts 2, they're, they're, they're filled and baptised with the Holy Spirit. But you read throughout the rest of the book of Acts, they keep being filled. They keep being baptised with the Holy Spirit. It was continual. Right. Now, when was the last time you were immersed with the Holy Spirit? Immersed completely with God's presence. When we were filled with the Holy Spirit, but then there was overflow. You know, when we're filled and then there's overflow, that's when it actually spreads into the other areas of our life. So we, we need the Holy Spirit for ourselves, right? But our family, 
our friends, our colleagues. God wants to do something in us and in through us, but it only happens in the overflow. And so if I've got a cup, a bottle of water, and if you fill it up to the top, that's enough for me. But if you keep filling up, it's going to get messy, right? Well, that's a picture of us. We're a cup, right? And we need God's presence. We need living water, Holy Spirit, to follow God, to be transformed. But that's when when we're filled with overflow, it spreads out onto everyone else. That's why we need to keep being filled, not just for us. Not just to get on by, not just to get through the week, but because God wants to do stuff in us and through us to bless our family, our workplace, where we go. You know, whatever your life looks like, whether you're retired or whether you're working in a school, a farm, a mechanic, you're doing bits and pieces, God wants to empower your everyday life with the supernatural presence of God. Your conversations, your workplace, the seemingly ordinary things in your life. God wants to do miracles and extraordinary things, but it happens through the power of the Holy Spirit when we're filled and in His overflow. Right. Baptized. So, who is Jesus sending this Holy Spirit? And we could talk about the Holy Spirit for ages, but I'm just going to focus on a few things today. And Jesus actually talks a bit about the Holy Spirit. In John 14, I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible. And it says, And I will ask the Father, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, a comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever. Just hold it there, please, Julie, in the last, yeah, verse 16. Think of like one of your closest friends, or maybe your, your partner or your spouse, or even one of your kids, or, and if I asked you to explain them in one word, it wouldn't do it justice, would it? You can't explain someone in one word very well. Right, there's stories, there's other dimensions of their personality, right? I could give you a picture of my wife in one word, but I wouldn't do it justice. I can give you, and God's the same. And the Holy Spirit is, is God's presence on earth. Jesus said, it's better that I leave, so I send the Holy Spirit to you. Helper. To help. That sounds great. Comforter. Advocate intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever. Wow. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart, because it does not see him or know him, but you, but you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. Just leave it there, please, Julie. The spirit of truth remains continually. See, the Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. It's with us. It's for us. It's God's presence. The spirit of truth from Jesus, the same spirit of Jesus. I'm going to skip ahead to verse 25. And it says, I've told you these things while I'm still with you. 
but the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. You know, whether you know it or not, you can't live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit. If, if you're reading the Word or listening to a sermon or watching something and you feel something stir within you, that's the Holy Spirit. If you feel to pray for someone, that's the Holy Spirit. If you feel to do something or not to do something, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how we live our Christian life. And God sends the Holy Spirit for us. He says, He will teach you all things. And He will help you remember everything I've told you. How good is that? The Holy Spirit helps us understand God and the Word. Help us remember. Maybe we just need to start praying, Holy Spirit, help me to remember what God says. How, how many of you have asked the Holy Spirit a question? What do I do? In this situation, that's not black or white, it's totally grey. <laughs> Holy Spirit, what do I do? And keep asking until we receive an answer. Or, or Holy Spirit, this isn't working. This in my family, my works, this in my life is not working. Why? What are, what, what's going on? What's the answer? Do, is, is it breakthrough? Do I need to do something different? Do I need to, God, God, what's going on? God, in your word, I don't understand this. What's actually going on? Holy Spirit, help reveal the truth to me. You, can, you see, the Holy Spirit's a person, it's the presence, it's alive. The Bible talks we can grieve the Holy Spirit, we can, it's a comforter, we can talk to the Holy Spirit, right? So ask questions, talk. Sometimes I ask questions, Holy Spirit, is there anything I need to know about today? Sometimes I hear something, sometimes I don't. Sometimes when uh, I, I'm, I know someone in church that keeps going through the same thing. So, Holy Spirit, what's going on? What's really going on? He teaches. He reminds us of truth. Verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, but do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Holy Spirit is peace. Holy Spirit's alive. And the Holy Spirit is a gift. We don't manufacture the Holy Spirit. We don't uh, say the right prayer and worship really hard with a strained face. Right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit, God's presence, is a gift. He pours out because He is love and He is generous. And it's His will. It's His will to fill us afresh. It's His will to meet with us. There's a passage in Luke 11. And we, we use it about prayer, and it is about prayer, but it's something really interesting at the end. It says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. Never come to my house at midnight. Wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. It's because he came at midnight. <laughs> And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, the door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed, I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. 
And so I tell you, this is what we talk about in prayer, right? Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened. You fathers, if you give your children, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? He's saying, you fathers give good gifts, but your heavenly Father wants to give the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, you ask, you receive, you seek, you find, and knock and the door will be opened. You could paraphrase that, if you wait, you'll be filled. The Holy Spirit's a gift. We don't have to come in after a really good Christian week. Right. Yes, sometimes we have like good weeks and sometimes we have average weeks and sometimes we react better than other times and sometimes we have better attitudes than other times, right? You know, we just had a big wedding week. Talia's brother got married Friday. In here, actually, we had the reception. And I was a house slave for the week. Right. Talia did heaps as well, but I was a house slave and I... And sometimes I had an amazing attitude and sometimes it was horrible. I tried to keep it to myself. I sort of succeeded, didn't I, Talia? Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Right? And because there was Adelaide trips and there was set-ups and there was pack-ups and we we were here yesterday, Thursday, Friday, Adelaide, Wednesday, July. It was just a big week. And I did okay. I reckon it all turned out pretty well, but I had moments. And if me receiving the Holy Spirit was dependent on me having a really good Christian week, might not have cut it this week. Because there was probably moments I wasn't quite Christ-like, probably as I probably could be or should be. I did all right. Probably better than I would have last year, but I still got some growth. Hopefully God can test me with another wedding in, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. And not in the next little bit of time. We're not ready yet. But, but it's a gift. The Holy Spirit's a gift. So it's not dependent on us coming in perfectly. It's not dependent on anything else other than God and if we're going to wait. Our job is waiting. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. To be baptised. To be immersed. It's a gift. And the Holy Spirit is God's presence on earth, so it can look so different. And Acts tells us this, but what happens when they're filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, sometimes they, they, get, they speak in tongues, sometimes they're filled with peace, sometimes they're filled with comfort, sometimes they're healed, sometimes there's signs and wonders, uh, sometimes there's the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of prophecy, of word, of knowledge, of discernment, of healing. There's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, Galatians talks about when you follow and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you produce the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So when you're filled, that's what comes out. It says that we receive revelation. We receive understanding. We have visions. We were filled with strength. It says we have passion. They, they had boldness. They had received guidance. They remembered the truth. They got revealed the truth and it united them. Right. So much can happen. 
when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, individually and corporately. And that's why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, because we all need different stuff. right? We're all waiting for something different. And sometimes what we need, we're not even waiting for, but God's so good, He's going to give it if we wait. Sometimes it's boldness, sometimes it's healing, sometimes it's understanding, sometimes it's peace, sometimes it's just refreshment. Sometimes we're not sure, but it happens later, right? But when we wait and we're filled, and it's only going to be a good gift from the Father, right? If God sends this gift, it's not... Who's ever received a bad gift, right? Anyone ever receive a bad gift? Right, why bother? Don't bother. It's, not, it's neither useful or helpful, right? A sweater that's four sizes too small just depresses you, right? I'm never going to fit that. Or, or, or a cookbook and you don't like cooking. Or, you know, like, it's just, why'd you give me that? If someone else gave that to you and you didn't want it, that's why you gave it to me. No, like, right. I'm not good at giving gifts, so I just don't do it. No, no, no I'll, try, I'll try, right? Mother's Day, pray for me. It just sneaks up on you these days, doesn't it? My goodness, birthdays, Mother's Day, anniversaries. It's like, come on. Um, The card and... God, our perfect heavenly Father, gives a gift of the Holy Spirit. It's only going to be good. It's only going to be life-giving. So we don't have to wait in awkwardness. Well, what's God going to do? We don't have to wait in like, oh no, oh, is it going to be weird? No, it's God. We're trusting God, our perfect Father, to give us what He sees fit when we wait. might happen now, might happen later. But that's who we're trusting. God who knows our past, present and future. He might give something to heal the past. He might give something for right now. He might give something that we don't even know yet. He might fill you with boldness and it's not for now. It's in two months' time. He might fill you with a wisdom or a dream. It's not for now. It's in five years' time. He's God. We're not. You're not waiting for somebody. You're waiting for God. And His presence waiting on the Holy Spirit. The power, the presence of God. So let's do it, hey? If we could have just um, just some of the team. Let's maybe keys and a few singers. And uh, uh, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait on God. Wait on God. If you ask, you receive. Seek, find. Knock and the door will be opened. If you wait, he'll come. As we wait on the Lord. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. And like I said, you're just waiting on the presence. You're waiting on the character of God. And, and you might be praying for something. You might really need something today. You might have not even thought about that. You might just be living life. Can I encourage you, wherever you're at, don't wait for something. Wait for God. Don't just, oh God, I need an answer. Oh God, I need just this. Or, oh God, I don't know what I need. So I'm kind of just waiting for my coffee. Why don't we just wait on God? Why don't we just spend some time with our Heavenly Father who gives good gifts to his children. And let, let's let him decide what to give, not us decide for him. I think that's a better way to be. I often don't know what I need or what I want. 
but God knows my past, my present, and my future. He knows me, he knows my struggles, he knows my wins, he knows my family, my work. So why don't I just wait on God? I think that's a safer place. And a, and a beautiful way to do that is prayer, it's worship. And, the, and prayer and worship, they kind of go together, don't they? Because it magnifies God as we just be still and wait. So we're just going to do that and the team's going to sing a bit. You can sing, you can listen, you can stand, you sit. Just wait. Let's just wait on the Lord. And we might pray for stuff, we might not, but let's just wait. Wait on our Heavenly Father. God, thank you that you are love, you are power, you are near. You're not distant, you're not absent, you are close, you are near, you're filled with resurrection power, you are filled with love, and you promise us the Holy Spirit. An advocate, a helper, a comforter, a strengthener, a standby, who will reveal truth, who help us remember, that heals, that fills us with peace and comfort and signs and wonders and boldness. And it's a gift, we don't earn it, we don't make our way to it we don't have to be or do or act or say a certain way it's a gift from it's a gift from you given to those who wait for those who seek you you draw near to god and he'll draw near to you so god we just open our hearts our minds we actually remove the things that stop us from waiting we remove the distractions we remove uh, uh, the feelings the emotions and we just focus on you god our perfect heavenly father god you saved us you've redeemed us you've given us life you've given us forgiveness you have a home in eternity for us you know our past you know our present you know our future you know our family you know our community god you know us better than we know ourselves we you knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb so god we wait on you our perfect heavenly father to do as you see fit so we just invite you to fill us afresh to baptize us to immerse us with the holy spirit god fill us immerse us baptize us as we wait on you let it be in the name of jesus
We're going to stay here, but I just feel just to open up for prayer. And the prayer is to be just filled afresh with the Holy Spirit. And whatever that looks like. First or last, it's continual, isn't it? And often God uses men and women of God. That's why with a church to pray, to bless, to, to stand with each other. And so if you'd like prayer from one of our teams just to be filled afresh, I invite you to come out the front. And, and, but hey, we're just going to keep sitting in this atmosphere, whether you feel to stay or have prayer. Um, let's just wait on God.